Ooh, another day, guys. Let's do another it. Day and another dream. It's gonna be a good one. This is my favorite part when the beat drops. Hey, welcome back, guys, to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I'm Aaron Arnold, and I'm Austin Arnold. And I have to say, I am supremely and just ecstatic about our guest today. Yes. Okay. Don't be too excited. Whoa. <laughs> I'm excited. Don't sell it too short. Whoa, that was nice. Ooh, nice ASMR. <laughs> it's late night. We can have a beer and be professional. That is true. Uh, we have a special guest today. Our guest has work on, worked on numerous TV shows as a writer, producer for Boardwalk Empire, Sopranos. Maybe you guys have heard of it. <laughs> I, I have. Well, I was an assistant on The Sopranos. All right, we'll Counted. take that. Still worked on it. Everybody's got to get their start somewhere, no matter how yes. small, you know. There we go. Iron Fist, right? Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Numerous TV shows. And we had the opportunity of a meeting at the uh, TV Academy event, a mixer, almost summer mixer. Yes. And I was uh, very delighted by our conversation. And I, you know, you reluctantly agreed to be here. So thank you. I was drunk. <laughs> oh. But that makes two of us. No, it was very fun to meet you. Christine Chambers, welcome. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, again, thank you for being here, taking the time out of your day. I know you had a lot of meetings today, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What's uh, what's going on in your world right now? Well, I'm not staffed at the moment, so okay. I get to make my own schedule, which is really great. Um, I'm developing two projects, and hopefully I'll be taking them out in the next two months. Um, that basically involves going to a bunch of networks and pitching them. And, uh, the goal is that somebody would buy it and then I get to write the pilot. And then if the pilot does well, then it would go to series and boom, I'd get my own show. When the pilot does well, when (laughs) it's really funny because it's, I'm either going to be rich by the end of the summer or have nothing so roll the dice that's just the way that it is but it's really fun what kind of projects um they're actually both teen dramas so Hmm. yeah along the lines of riverdale no very different very different yeah can you talk about the metal no she she can tell us everything (laughs) the full the full pilot episode um what about just like a quick like kind of maybe what it's about sort of even Drama, comedy. Well, I mean... Without going into a lot of detail. I don't want to... What if that's, like, bad luck? Like, what right. if that curses or make it the project? We won't know. Fair enough. Let's, no. let's find out what idea you kind of, like, said. Now I'm going to go with this other one. This is the idea you maybe <laughs> did There it is. With. Fair enough. Okay, so, um, obviously, you've worked on all these amazing shows. Uh, you've gone through, kind of, growing through the career, whether it was an assistant to an associate producer, things like that. Before all that stuff happened... Can you talk about that road getting there? Like, where, where are you from and how did that all kind of begin? Sure. Um, I uh, grew up on Long Island and um, I had a, a really strange childhood. It was just different because I guess my family was really dysfunctional. Um, and there were odd things around that I didn't know would be such great material later. Um and I also didn't know that writing for TV and film was an actual job. So I, I always wanted to be a writer, but I didn't know that you could write for that stuff. Like, I just thought it was magically on the screen. I didn't realize who I was behind the, same the screen. Way. Yeah. yeah. When did you discover that it was a job? You know, even I, I went through college and didn't know. I wanted to be in, in publishing for some reason. 
Um, and I guess it's when I failed at that that the, the opportunity just kind of found me in a way. Um, I became Terrence Winter's assistant on the last season of The Sopranos, mm. um, which was my favorite show. And it was the most incredible job ever. Absolutely. Um, even just thinking about my first day going to an actual TV set. Um, How did you land that job, by yeah. the way? Oh, well, it's kind of a, it's a little complicated, but basically everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. I was writing my honors thesis in college on the role of the female in the gangster genre and how it's evolved through cinema. So The Sopranos was a main focus of the thesis and I got an interview with Terrence Winter um, and that's kind of how the relationship started Um, and you know when I was in New York trying to get a job after college and couldn't um, he ended up calling and asking me to interview to to be his assistant so I didn't even know what that meant (laughs) Um, but it's, it's interesting now, like reflecting back on it because the assisting world was probably the most fun I've ever had. Okay. That's <laughs> wow. good. Cause a lot of assistants said, talk about how much they hate it. Oh, it was absolutely brutal. I mean, it's 24 <laughs> seven, but when you become queen of the assistants, All right. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Plus like, you know, I, you know, going back to my first day on the Soprano set, it was Ben and Jerry's day. They had every flavor of Ben and Jerry's opened up on this table with every topping imaginable. And I was like, this is your job? Like you just, everyone was just eating. And you got to go chunky monkey. It was, it was crazy. I must've had like five bowls of ice cream just because it was there. Um, And then they had like a whole closet filled with gum. And Why? I, I <laughs> was breath. just like, um, should I take some? And, yeah. and that's kind of... We're saving it. Yeah. <laughs> being an assistant, the, the best part is like taking home the rotten food at the end of the week. Because then you don't have rotten, to go grocery yeah, shopping. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I'll eat it. <laughs> exactly. So, so how did they catch wind of your thesis paper? How did that even happen? Like, how did you get the interview? Well, I, I had asked him to interview as I okay. was writing it. Okay. So you had um, reached out directly. No, I my I knew somebody that knew somebody sort gotcha. of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's how yeah. you do it. It's, well, it's everybody, you know, everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. It's just that's how it works. And right. um, I really always try to encourage people to use their contacts. But, you know, use it when you really need it. Because if you waste it, you, you know, you can't just keep going back to it. You got to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. And uh, when you when you uh, go in for this meeting to get this assistant job, do you have a portfolio that you bring? Do you have your writing samples? You know, for th- for that job, no. And it's it's an interesting question because I've been on the hiring side and I've seen assistants come in and they're like, "Here are my writing samples," and I've always kind of scratched my head, like, "Why are you?" bringing those. We want to see your coffee samples. Yeah. And you know, I think Terry gave me some really great advice uh, in the beginning. Um, He said, whatever you were hired to be, you need to be the best at that. So if you're going to be, you know, a hairdresser, you need to be the best hairdresser you are. If you're going to be, you know, a waitress, you need to be the best waitress that, that you can be. And 
if you're being hired to be an assistant, I'm not hiring you to be a writer. I'm hiring you to be an assistant. Um, that being said, he really uh, mentored me and always made me set aside hours of the work week to work on my own stuff. Wow. And I learned really screenwriting cool. from reading his really great scripts and from reading really shitty scripts. Mm. And were you in the uh, writer's room of The uh, Sopranos? No, I was not allowed. You weren't uh, consulted <laughs> on the last episode where it just cuts to black? <laughs> no, no. In fact, I, I actually didn't even want to read the script for the last one because oh, I, really? I wanted to be surprised. Interesting. And it was yeah. surprising. What yeah. kind? What kind of uh, stuff did you learn? Like you read his scripts. Like what, what, what changed with you? Well, I mean, he's a master, so I, he's a master at everything. He's just, Mm. he's just brilliant. And, uh, his first drafts are like somebody's 20th draft. Um, but I actually learned the most from reading the bad scripts and that's because what not to do. Well, well, when it's Friday night and you're young in your early twenties and you want to get out of the office you know, if those pages aren't turning, you get really angry and you learn very quickly what would make it better. Like my brain would just be like, well, why didn't they just do this, this, this? And then, you know, I I would be out of here already. Right. Um, So yeah, I died so many really, really bad scripts. I I remember when I was an assistant, because I I was briefly, when I moved here, I was in film development at Disney Mm -hmm. and I did script coverage and it's funny that you say that there's so many bad scripts. Like, my God, I would say like 90% of everything that came through was just like terrible. Yeah. And it, th- there was that thing. Like, you literally would like look at it and be like, I can't believe I have to finish reading this. Yeah. Like, this sucks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, what do you think is, what do you think it is that separates a lot of those people from like those great writers to those ones that are not so good or maybe not quite there yet? Like, what is that that you saw or from, for me, from Terrence, you know? I mean, for, and I, I just, I'm contradicting myself saying this, but I think rewriting is the most important part. And you could tell when a script is, when a script is really good, you can't even tell it was written. You're just like lost in the story. And um, that's because they've worked really hard at making themselves invisible. When you feel the hand of the writer at all, that's, mm. that's when you know it's a script that really could use a lot more work. And um, when people send me their scripts to read, um, they often don't want to hear that it needs more work. Like, you know, they, they, they want to hear that you're it's insul- perfect. You're insulting <laughs> their child. It, yeah, it's... it's a, and I'm like, well, why did you give it to me? And it's like, they gave it to me to get an opinion, but really they gave it to me because they want me to get it made as right. if I could even do that. So <laughs> One day you will. Yeah, well, the, let's the new show. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And uh, you're working on teen uh, things now? Yeah, which is, you know, it's, it, it's not something I ever intended to do. And I love how everything I do kind of, pivots me into something um, that I've never done before. Uh, Riverdale really was my first teen experience, and suddenly it opened me up to all of this teen material. Right. Um, and it's it's also interesting how much the environment has, is changing, because I remember, you know, years ago, maybe like seven years ago when I was talking to my manager at the time, I said that I wanted to write a teen project. And he said, don't bother. It'll never sell. 
because teenagers only watch YouTube. They, they, they only watch short content. They're not going to watch a TV show. And I remember feeling so mad because TV was such a big part of my childhood. Like everyone right. remembers those formative dramas and comedies that you watched when, when you were What was your a go-to child. show? Um, do, do, well, when? What, uh, when, what you were grown up? when you were grown up. You had a go-to. Fresh Prince, obviously. <laughs> I also that was, I loved Family Matters. <laughs> I like Family Matters was great. Yeah, it was Fantastic. really good. Yeah, yeah who's afraid of uh, wait, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of scary. Turns though. out I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are classic shows. They so what did those imp- a lot of those influences came from that kind of stuff? For the teen stuff, or how did you? Well, nine hundred two one zero for sure. I mean, okay. uh, it, it it was actually I thought it was some sort of message from the universe that I would get to write for Luke Perry because mm-hmm. I mean, even just in the in the movie Buffy, I, I was obsessed with him, and I I couldn't believe that I would have the opportunity to work on a show. Uh, with him on it and um, obviously we, we had right. a very tragic yeah, uh, season um, yeah yeah it was but you know I'm I'm so thankful I had that opportunity with the first time I met him I, I told him that you know I thought that this was some sort of magic thing that was happening you guys were meant to be it's yeah like, you got like red alert going off in the back of his mind stalker <laughs> <laughs> well I had I had worked uh, on boardwalk I had worked with the writer that created his character of Dylan on 90210 cool and nice. um and i i told him that and he immediately knew his name and um Here's you know he number. couldn't be nicer and it's like that really was the role that kind of you know oh, gave him his career everybody knows him from that yeah and yeah. and i remember telling this writer um his name's david sten i i uh said to him that he, he created a character that also like ruined my dating life like, <laughs> Because, I mean, I was attracted to the bad boy after that. Yes. Hey, we, am. <laughs> we all are at a certain age. Yes. They all can't be Luke Perry. I know. Did, um, did anybody give you any tips? Or, like, you're pitching stuff now. Did, did you go to anybody for advice on, like, uh, best practices or tips in the industry today? You know, that's, that's a, a great question. I, I, do, I feel like everybody has different advice. Um, I hate when people say that you shouldn't read off of a paper because I need to have the paper because I'm so afraid that I'm going to forget what I'm going to say. When you're pitching. Yes. But, you know, the, it really is true that you, you're you much more natural when you're off book, as, as right. I'm sure you know as an actor. Bullet points? Much is that kind natural. of... What do you, do you have bullet points? Is that probably easier? Just mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to topics I'm going to hit. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to have the full thing written out just so I have, just in case. <laughs> it's right. Like, you know, security blanket. Maybe a PowerPoint. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, sometimes. I mean, you know. Hologram. The pitches are all different. Ooh, maybe hire yeah. an actor. <laughs> you know, that would it's be pretty a very funny, actually. good thing <laughs> that you idea. have brought up. Because yeah. I, have, I have said this to executives many times. I, I'm like... I became a writer to hide. Why are you making mm. me perform in front of a room full of people, which is like the least comfortable I will ever be? Um, why can't I hire an actor to do it? Because then like, it's also great for the project. Like that actor could get staffed on that project. Right. You should do um, it. Win-win. Yeah. But you know, they laugh at me when I, when I pitch this. <laughs> well, Johnny, so. could you like go to our next pitch? And <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah, you They'd just like, have to pretend you're me. Who's this? Who's this? <laughs> I'm Christine. Yeah. 
Sit down. You're going to want to sit down for this. Here we go. Johnny goes full weapons grade, like angry. Drop down a long sheet of paper from the beginning. Yes, exactly. Um, actually, talking, since we're talking about the pitching and stuff like that. So I remember when we had writers sometimes come in for things. Um, oftentimes, they would pitch an idea. And while it might not be the idea they wanted, they would often bring them in to see if they could use them for other writing, like things they might be working on. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you look at, too, when you're pitching as well? Like, okay, this could be another opportunity if they were looking for a writer, if they like my ideas or my writing. Oh, yeah. You know I, I mean, mean, I think it's it's really great if, if people just get familiar with who you are and hear your name a lot and see you, um, for sure. I mean, exposure is always great because... You know, I, I feel like this business is so much about trust and it is, you know, you give somebody a contract that's that's such a big risk for them and they don't want to mess up. They don't they don't want to dish out that kind of money um, and that kind of commitment with somebody that they don't know if they can do the job or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I totally understand that. And it, it must be really hard to be on that side. Um, so, you know, my goal is always to, how do, how do I get them to trust me? How do I get them to know that I'm, I'm not faking it here. I can do this. And, and how do you do it? I mean, honestly, and this is, this is something that the guild is, has to work out because the writer's guild. Yeah. You're as a writer, you're not supposed to put pen to paper until you get a contract, until you get paid. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, to pitch something, you have to write an entire Bible. I mean, right. there's no way around it. Because like, they want that. They want to see that. Well, it's also, how am I supposed to talk eloquently about what the project is without knowing everything? Like, I need to know the world and the characters and the time period and, you know, what season one's going to be, what the pilot's going to be, what season two, three, like, these are all the things you need to, to pitch a show. So they expect it already yes. to, to see it. So you can't yeah. just come in there and be like, I have an idea. No. It doesn't work anymore. No, but, no. I mean, they, unless it's like, unless you're famous, then, right. then they'll buy anything. <laughs> gotcha. So is it safe to assume that the spec script is dead? Nobody's writing spec anymore? Um, I, I mean, I did. That's, that's kind of how I got staffed on Boardwalk. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I want to know. So yeah. you went yeah. from assistant writer and then how'd you get, was Boardwalk your first time being a full-fledged, like in the writer's room, full-time staff writer? So, you know, Were you I, excited? Were you nervous? Oh, I mean, all of those things. But, you know, like I said, I, I was, I was so good at being an assistant at that point. I mean, I felt such security in my job. Um, it was actually the day that I said to myself, I could do this forever. <laughs> and that, that was the day when Terrence Winter came into my office and was like, listen. Uh, You're he, fired. He, no, he was like, You're you've not been, you've been working for me <laughs> for, for like 10 years now and you've never showed me anything you've written. And... I'm hiring writers for the next season, Whoa. and that's all I'm going to say. He's like, I need to know you can write. That's awesome. Uh, awesome. I, I went home and, like, I had a, had a panic attack. <laughs> um, but it was, it, it's like, you know, so many people are like, read my script, read my script. I, because I was the person that would read those scripts, gotcha. like, I, I was scared out of ever being that person. Like, I never gave him anything because I, I didn't want to be 
the nuisance that was like going to take his time away. Um, Actually, right now is a great time. Can you grab out the script? Would you? Want to <laughs> this, it's uh, except three of them. It's ninety pages. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Later. Later. Sure. Just kidding. Definitely. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. So um, until he got to the point where he was basically saying, "This is your chance." Right. Um, and I, I went home and I was like, shit, I, everything I've written is contemporary. Um, Boardwalk Empire is a, a period gangster right. drama. By the way, did you have a preference of stuff you really like to write? Or was there like a specific genre you really were drawn to? No, I mean, even now, I, I love being challenged with new genres that I've never written. And I, I just find that I do my best work when... I'm doing something completely different uh, and writing for completely different characters. Um, you know, there's always like a, a twinge of dark humor, I think, with everything I, I write. But I, you know, I generally, I, I love to write anything. Cool. Um, so when you, so now you're on, you're working on Boardwalk um, as a writer. Can you kind of walk us through like a day in the life of that writer's room? And obviously you have a great, great cast on that show. It was a really good show. Um, Walk us through working with like Buscemi and Scorsese. Like, how did that whole thing? What was that like for you? Sure. Um, I mean, uh, the writers' room was my favorite place in the whole world, and and every writers' room is is very different. So, um, I I very much liked the way that that Terry Winter ran the room um, because his whole approach was to talk about you know your deepest darkest secrets and your most traumatic memories and Whoa. you know like you, these you like you like that i loved it i loved it because but you hate the internet <laughs> yes <laughs> but it was like therapy you know and i it made me feel close to everybody and that that feeling of of being close you know makes you feel like family and and that's a great feeling to have um especially when it's your job but like then it doesn't feel like work anymore right um so i i really loved that and i i also found that it 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 got us into you know stories that what? um <laughs> that have never been told before um okay. you know I, he he would find a, a, a moment and he'd bur he'd work backwards and forwards into that moment as opposed to a linear approach where i've been in writers rooms that are like you know what's beat 1 what's beat 2 what's beat 3 what's beat 4 and it's like you're just rattling it off the top of your head with with no rhyme or reason um, I, I don't love that style. I mean, I, I could do it, but I, I loved the way that he did it. So it's more of a collaborative process as opposed to like, Hey, just hit these marks or these points well, and that's it. You know, it, it's, it's always going to be a collaborative process. Right. Um, I, I think that that show in particular was, was collaborative. Um, even because the actors would often come into the writer's room and they would tell us about their character because they were historical characters. Sure. Yeah, so like like Michael Stuhlbarg had, had like an entire binder of, of Arnold Rothstein. It was it was really incredible. Wow. Did anybody feel that th those actors were stepping on your toes, or did everybody encourage that for actors to come in and? Um, it de depends on the actor. <laughs> um, so like yeah. Buscemi, who's the lead? Oh, he's incredible. So he could just come in yeah. anywhere. Said, so guys, I got to leave for a day. Shoot an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> you guys understand? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were really blessed with an amazing cast and um they they loved the material so much mm -hmm. and um their only complaint was usually that they wanted more of it they you know i mean right. it was such an ensemble piece that actors didn't have you know a lot of days of work you know they 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 would 
they would just come in for a day and they'd be done. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's and that's just because there were so many of them that we had to really kind of stretch those stories. Michael Shannon was on there too, right? Mm-hmm. What was he? What was he? Because he he's one of my favorite actors. Me he's too. really intense. Just something interesting about him. What is it like working with him one on one? Intense. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was it for the episode. Does he joke? Does he have any humor in his body? Because he. <laughs> I mean, I find he seems likable. I find when things funny when they're not supposed to be funny. Right. So. Yeah. I feel like if the, the vibe he has is like you make a joke and he just stares at you. Yeah. And you're not sure if he's just going to kill you or he's going to like <laughs> let out a chuckle. But you can see the laughter in his eyes. Right. But then I there's think. like actually like a tear. Before he destroys you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? So uh, what point did you know that Boardwalk Empire was special? Sorry to interrupt, but I've been dying to ask this. Get in no, there. please. Oh, I before it even started. Before you heard, did you know Scorsese was attached right away? So you know, Terry had had written the script, um, and th- that's when I knew it was special because it was an amazing script. Um, nothing happened until Scorsese attached himself. Then the moment he attached himself, it, it was like suddenly I got a call that was like, you need to start a production office tomorrow. And I, I was like, what? I mean, th- th- this is happening out of nowhere. Um, but no, it's like that's all it really takes. Is It just takes somebody powerful like that, and mm. they attach their name, and suddenly you can... It's got, it's got yeah. steam. Yeah, exactly. In, um, in, yeah. in this writer's room, was there ever a time that you had to really fight for an idea? Or you saw somebody else, you know cause a little uproar because they believed in something for sure for sure yeah i i mean and it's it's a challenge to know when to back down um the worst thing you can do in a writer's room is to repitch something that was clearly already passed on <laughs> really um and i did it happen before why is that the worst thing you could do well, because worst thing is no ideas because there's so little time and you mm. need every moment that you can to just keep it going. And you'll, long, you always want to move the conversation forward. How long to write an episode or a season or what is the timeline? Well, it depends. Um, you know, the Writers Guild says we're supposed to have two weeks to write a script. I have Uh-oh. never had two weeks to write a script. Oh, not even two on weeks. any on any show. Well, good thing they're tuning in. <laughs> Writers Guild. <laughs> But you know it's it's okay. I, I if you can do it, then you can do it. Yeah. You know what? I just realized I never gave you that water. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's okay. I didn't realize I was thirsty. Okay, cool. In, until like, now, I was about to I was about <laughs> no, to take no, a no. sip, and I was like, oh man, I, I had one job. It's so not too late to get it. Well, I don't. He, if he was an I'm assistant, okay. he would be I'm fired. Okay. I'm gonna Let's get it say. for you. I'm no, gonna get it for leave. you. I have a question. You're left-handed, right? No. Oh, okay. I just you've been talking with your left hand, maybe because. Oh, oh that's well, okay. that's because I have this string on. Right, and we're over uh, here. Also, this is my bad arm. Oh, <laughs> ah, wouldn't ask about the bad arm. I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry that the wire is there. Um, no, it's assistant, fine. I'd be fired. Look, you know. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I have to drink it. Jeez, <laughs> all you'll, of you'll it. never make it in this town, buddy. <laughs> she has to ask you twice and pitch it twice, though. So uh, <laughs> we went from Boardwalk Empire, which has some of the best actors ever. All right. the shows you've worked on have some of the best team actors ever. But then you go to Riverdale, and they have a younger set of actors. How is that different? A future Buscemi. Uh, very, it was it, very different. Um, More challenging? They're professionals, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I, you know, it's really odd to me that 
there are so many shows now that shoot away from where the writers are. Um, you know, on Boardwalk, we were all in the same building. We, like, Post was there. The writer's room was there. Right below us were the stages. Post Malone? Or <laughs> production. <laughs> production. Um, so, you know, we could hop around and, and talk to each other and communicate. And there was, you know, a feeling of camaraderie and collaboration with all of that. But, you know, on, on a show like Riverdale, um, uh, they're, they're all up in Vancouver, so they're, so, they're uh, in a different country. Okay, I mean, you it's like you weren't there. Fifty first state. Well, where were you when you, you were? You go show? there when you're producing. Your but episode. you you were in L.A. while they were shooting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, and and it's you know, unfortunately, I, I do feel like there is there's a disconnect, and um, it's rare to find a show now that everything's in the same building. But I, I do think it really helps, and it really helps the actors to just feel you know a sense of security if if everybody's together. It's just. For some reason, it's unaffordable. Did you meet the actors before you even started writing on the show? No. So what is it? What is it like writing for people that you've never met? Um, it's you. You, you obviously you know, see them on screen. They're cast, but like, yeah, it's got to be different than like you don't know their strengths. Like you know Steve Buscemi's strength for right. sure. It and there, there's a learning curve. I, I, I did ask a few of the writers who had been there prior to me. Um, you know, what I should know, but it's, you really don't know until you're up there because even, um, actors have different approaches. Like some actors are method actors, which would be a great thing to know. Um, some actors, you know, they don't like to receive line notes, uh, until the camera's on them. Um, you know, whereas like my head would be like, why would you want to memorize it wrong? Um, yeah, but so the, there, there are, very, they're all different people, and they sure. all do things a different way. And um, sounds like a headache. You just have to learn. You have to learn, and and it's it's hard to do that when you're just thrown into the fire. So right. yeah, but you know that that's kind of what the job is. That's what it is. So an actor messes up the lines, and then you you realize that, and the line producer or whoever needs to give them a note that they got the line wrong, and those guys don't want to hear it till the camera's on them. You go have to go over to them and be like, no, 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 buddy, this is my script, okay? You need to do the line the way I wrote it. No, I mean, you know, if if they're if they're requesting something like wait till the camera's on me, then then yeah, that's fine because in post we could fix it and cut it all together the right way. Um, I'm sure the guys are great. I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, no, I mean they're they're all different, and you know, a lot of times actors will be like, you know, can I do it one time my way? And right, of course, right. yeah, let them do it. You're like, yeah, if you want to waste our time, go ahead. <laughs> a take we'll never use. Well, you know, and that that's an, another thing um, that was a great experience. I, I've never worked on a network show before. Um, it moves so much faster. I mean, you're you don't have the luxury that I had on HBO, which was like they just throw money at everything. We, 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 we could shoot four pages in a day, whereas like Wait, lobster I'm, I'm for a, breakfast again. Yeah, <laughs> my God, yes. omelet. Um, but you know, on a network show, you're you're shooting like. 10 pages or 15 pages a day. It's, really? Wow. Yeah, it's, You're referring it's to Netflix more or less? Is that kind of what? No, I mean, Riverdale is actually on the CW. People, oh, people it, think always... it's on Netflix. That's right. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Look at a billboard, dude. Uh, you know, you know. Well, but, but it, that it's it's a weird licensing thing that these things are like they air once on the CW and then as soon as the last episode of the season it airs, just goes right it on there. dumps right into Netflix and that's when people are really watching it. Um, so they all think it's on Netflix. <laughs> I assumed as well. And that's very little I don't know. Um, 
Question. What is like the one thing, because Johnny's an actor. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know, we're actors. I, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Well, now I do. Yeah, we just <laughs> met each yeah. other tonight, yeah. except for Johnny. Full disclosure. What's the one thing that you wish actors knew about, you know, when they're getting one of your scripts? Like, what's a common thing you wish you could tell them? Um, how hard we worked on that line you won't say. Mm. <laughs> oh. Is there any room for ad-libbing? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think I think it's like you it's know, if you want to do one thing your way, let's let's just have options. And you know, I, there there have been many times where actors have performed something in a way that I didn't even see when I was writing it, and suddenly it's taken this the scene to a whole new level. And I really appreciate that. And you know, actors are extremely important for that reason. I mean, obviously they are. They are the TV shows. They are the movies. Um, yeah, so anything that's, like, inspiring me to higher ground, I, I certainly love to do it. You know, but on, on a television show, it's not often my call because I'm not – I haven't been the showrunner. Right. Um, when I am the showrunner, then they can come to me and I can make changes. But, you know, when you're on a staff, you, you actually have to say, well, hold on, let me get permission. And then you make the call – and you have to get permission, and it's like, you know, that takes time, and sometimes the camera's rolling, so. Now, I was going to say, though, um, do you have any input on the possibility of what actor might be? Because I know sometimes at producer sessions, you audition, the producer's there, sometimes the writer of the episode, mm -hmm. so you must have at least some kind of say, as if you're like, oh, I kind of like this person, or, you know, they kind of embody what I was looking for. Like, have you been part of that at all? Um, it depends on the show. I, I mean, I, I've had it both ways. I've I've worked on a show where I, I never went to casting sessions. In fact, I wasn't even allowed to see the casting tapes. Um, and then I've I've been in casting sessions on, on other shows. So um, I... I do feel I, I have a say, especially in terms of, of how they seemed as a person. Like, is this is this going to be a, a, a time suck of a person, you know? I mean, you never know if they're somebody that really shouldn't be working on, like, a network show. Um, or if they... Give us have, a little more info there. Okay, what so, like... You you definitely don't want to hire any drug addicts. You don't you don't want to hire <laughs> alcoholics. I mean, and and sometimes you don't know these things, but sometimes you do know these things because other showrunners have talked to the showrunner. Charlie Sheen brings in the viewers, though. <laughs> yeah. We can say who we're talking well, about. Well, so you know, and and that's kind of like the toss. You know, what 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 is this person bringing to your show, and is it worth is the it more, headache they more may upside. cause? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's like I could never do what actors do. I, I just I could never do that. So I I always feel bad for them and always you know want to try to make them as happy as possible. It's just you know it, it could be it could be challenging. I, I remember I was interviewing for a, a show once, and um, the showrunner said to me um, that he loved me and that he really wanted to hire me but that he couldn't because the lead was uh, known to really abuse female writers. Wow. And I felt really upset about this. Of course. Because, you know, that's not my fault. 
And also, how do you know that I can't deal with that I was going to say, how do you know I can't just take it? I, yeah. like, I can deal with it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I understood that he was just trying to protect people and also not create a problem for himself. Right. Um, times have changed now. Times have changed, though, now. You, know, you can say the person's name. Yeah, who no. was, who, <laughs> Kevin can wait. Who Kevin was it? James. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> who was it? Just we'll never know. No names will never, be revealed. Never, <laughs> no. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. Well, you know what? Any uh, good stories on set? I was curious. I would love to hear them. Yeah. What? Um, like what kind of like, stories? Like Steve Buscemi did this. Scorsese did this. Gandolfini. I mean, the, the great oh. Gandolfini. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember when I first met him, um, it was extremely surreal because I, we, it was also, I, I had never been on a TV set before and the Ben and Jerry's and it was all like happening at once. And then he came walking towards me and- Is he in um, character when he walks towards you? No, no. And and he shook my hand and I, I was just like, like, oh, he has such soft hands. Like, that's <laughs> all I could think about. And as I'm shaking his hand, he, he was like, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. As like, you're shaking his hand, he's like, you're, you're in the way of the mint chip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he was he was a wonderful person. Yeah. So what was the process like with working collaborative with them as well? Um, I mean, not I was just an assistant, so okay. I was observing. So but you were not allowed to talk to him? No, well, I'm I mean. Just, I'm kidding. <laughs> you could talk, just no eye contact. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, you know what? We have some questions from the audience. I would love to, you know. That's great. Get those a lot there. of our audience is up and coming actors, up and coming writers, That's up right. and coming people in the sure. industry. And uh, we told them that we had a writer on, not any writer specifically. We didn't give them your name, but okay. for anonymity. It was just writer questions, general. Exactly. We gave them your number, though, so that way they could call. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> All right. This one says these are from Reddit. My <laughs> okay, classic. <laughs> I thought you got them from our fans. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, right. Well, that's how I asked them. Okay. Uh, my name is blank blank, and I'm a senior at my high school. I'm writing for my high school one act production for a second year in a row, and we had our soft opening last week for the patrons of our town. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because I've I've this question goes south. We're completely serious about this. So get on Yeah, get on they had the high school high school writer soft opening for one act shows. Got it. Long okay. story short, my town newspaper gave me a horrible review uh, panning my writing and the whole production. What should I do? We have our opening this weekend. How do I handle? How do I? How do you handle criticism? Your reaction is fantastic. What kind of town is this that would do that to a high school student? It must have been Rhode Island. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Probably a small town, though. I mean, you know, you're not really supposed to read reviews because that you've that, only had good reviews, though. You've only been no. I'm definitely not had all good reviews, but. Um, yeah, you're not supposed to read them. You're supposed to just kind of plow forward. Um, but if you were her. It, plow oh, forward. it's a her. Well, that's a different yep. story. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> now you have to inspire. Sarah. Um, Whoa, dude, don't sorry. drop names. Oh, I not? Just doxed her. You just said blank, blank for the name. Oh, my bad. I didn't give her last name, Smith. Oh, no, it's not that. I made it up. Something else. Well, I think that, you know, if, if this was supposed to be an educational thing for her where Probably. she was like getting feedback and there was time to, you know, go and rewrite some stuff, then sure. You could take some of their notes into consideration and, you know, try to fix it in the time that you have. Um, yeah. But what about this? You take out an ad in his paper and you write something about him. 
Well, <laughs> that seems bad for longevity. Oh, um, generate tickets, I feel. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, it, it made But you're the pro. I have a question because this is like, you reminded me of like when I was in high school, me and my friend wrote a one-act play, and it was a, like a dark play. Sure. And we had Austin play the lead. I can't remember exactly the plot, but I remember what, because the, the point is a lot of teachers came up to me afterwards and was like, I can't believe you did that. You shouldn't have wrote that. Now, the person who was in charge of the one-act play, she was for it. She was more open-minded. It was like, about a child star who got had who is on drugs and stuff. Yeah, and then like, he, but like the part that people got mad at, that was the year that the great Heath Ledger died. Oh, man. And what's the best way to deal with pain? You have to write about it. You have to joke about it. And in the play, the main character, the child star, you went to his funeral? or what, Heath what Ledger's right? funeral. You find that out. <laughs> and, and so, Austin, so, so he, he goes to Heath Ledger's And I'm drunk, and that's my oh, rock bottom. Oh, yeah, that's his rock bottom is his character's rock bottom. He goes to Heath Ledger's funeral, and he, like, Too you soon, know, man. He, he goes, he steps up to the, like, where you say the eulogy and stuff. He goes, why so serious? And in a drunk. In a drunk way. And that was his, the character's rock bottom. Now, the drama teacher came up to me the next day. She was like, yeah, that was kind of funny, but you shouldn't have done that. And everybody else is kind of wary. But I was like, no, 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 this is art. You guys don't understand. This is, it's going to be great. Like, what do you think? Was that too far? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, what high schools do people go to? This one was Chardon High Chardon School. Chardon High School, oh, wow. rated A. Where are you guys from? <laughs> it had a school shooting a couple years later. All right, dude. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow, Who hasn't at this point? <laughs> this podcast just went south. Uh, next audience question. Yeah. Well, but do we you have, think do you think that was like too far though? Can like in the in the pursuit of art, what's she supposed to say, dude? She no. won't let it go. He was. It, it's just yes. Boardwalk no. Empire. They dealt with a lot of dark stuff. Yeah. No, I don't think anything's too far. Oh, Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh. Thank you. All right. Well, let's we got some validation. Let's show this podcast to our high school. <laughs> um, how has being in the writers' room changed in the last ten years? Oh, that's a good question. Um, massively. Go on. Yeah. I mean, I was very used to being the only woman. Um, you took pride in it. Well, it, it's just that's what it was. And in, in fact, I, I even remember going uh, on interviews and um, executives would say, gosh, you know, we really want to hire you, but we already hired a female writer. And I would reply, oh, Yikes. man, well, you know, keep me in mind for next time. Like, I just accepted it because that was the world. How many years ago? How many years ago was that? That they, was right after Boardwalk. So when was that? 2010? Um, seems like that should have been like in the 80s yeah. or something. You know? yeah. like, no, I mean, having one, as long as you had one female, you were okay for wow. a very long time. We hear a quota, guys. Sorry, we got one. That seems so weird. <laughs> and she's black. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, and even still, I, I have never worked on a show that was 50, 50. Um, I, I, I've heard legends that they do exist, but I've never, uh, had the opportunity to work in one. I've also never worked for a woman. Um, so that's something I'm really excited to have the opportunity to do someday. Really? You've never worked for interesting. No. And I, I would really like to, um, the last, uh, commercial campaign that Austin and I did for, uh, Symmetra like they took great pride. They were like, "This their set is majority women." Yeah, like the whole. That was cool. I didn't. Back. I didn't even yeah. think anything of it. But I was like, "Oh, interesting." Yeah. Mm. I can't. Remember, I can't remember what filmmaker recently hired an all women writing team. Yeah, well, I mean, a couple I think have it was a sketch team or something. Yeah, but it was um, all women. I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool." Mm-hmm. What about the men? Surely you could use well, one or two guys. Well, as long as they have one. Yeah, as long as they. Well, have one. I, you know. <laughs> no, it's just for so long it was just the guys. Now you got to get a little like all women, but eventually it'll even out. Well, yeah. I, I mean, if because I always think about like if I 
ever have my own show, what I would do. And I... When you have your own show. When I have my own show. Um, and I really feel like the more diversity, the better, because, you know, you want different perspectives. So I, you know, I even feel that having, um, even though I'm not religious, I, I feel like having a person of faith is important in a writer's room because, there you so know, there's a, there, there, well, Sh shouldn't you not ask? A, a Sunni and a Shiite? Well, okay. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if you should ask or not, but I, I would like to know because uh, the audience is going to be people of faith, a lot of them at least. Whoa, whoa, so now you're leading into what your show might be about. Well, no. Oh. <laughs> the Catholic I'm Church. I'm just saying a well-rounded experience. Um, is, it just makes for better writing. And, you know, even like the thought of having a really conservative writer makes my skin crawl. And maybe that would be a good thing to have because it would bring the conversations to different places. And these conversations would be great to, to write about and incorporate into story. People loved Roseanne and that had a conservative. It's true. Story. Yeah. I actually, I loved Roseanne. And when I was a kid, that was one of my shows that I watched. That was the one show I just couldn't get through when, well, I, had I, was, like when a, I was a kid. It was like, really? A, I just, I was just <laughs> like, Oh God. It had like a lower class vibe. It's like, oh, that's, these are that's real why. people. Yeah, it's like they're regular. <laughs> that's why, that's why I couldn't. I was like, why are we watching this? Was it really that conservative? I thought it was just like these are actually well, like real poor people. Well, I think it was her views. That's yeah, what it Roseanne was, right? liked Trump at least in the. I'm new talking version. about the. I'm not talking about the new version. I'm talking about the original. So that's the one you liked, right? Yeah, I mean, and and they were very conservative oh, for sure. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't remember the. I guess the old one was conservative. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it it had it was a just different time. Covered all bases. It's just a different time. Yeah, that's all. Besides yeah. the the people in the room, have, how have the notes changed in like ten years? Um, I definitely, and this is a great thing. I I think um, they are way more uh, attentive to not upsetting anyone, um, to trying to get it right. Don't you need that a little like, how do you know if your idea is going to be good or not unless you have the freedom to, you know, put it out there? You shouldn't be, you know, it's like I'm thinking about stand up too a lot. Like, yeah, but it's like, you know, just to be sensitive for, you know, the issues and. But shouldn't everybody in the writer's room know that nobody has any like malintent and we're all just trying to create a great script and sometimes we're going to pitch something that we're still working out, but we don't know if it's going to work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, when it gets to the script point if 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 everyone's giving notes it, it needs to be you know a receptive environment and i i think that it's it's a great thing um you know even if i'm writing something that is is not my world um i would like to ask somebody that that was their world to just make sure that i got it right and to make sure that it's authentic um, and there's, you know, a lot of organizations that will read scripts um, for TV shows to just make sure that mm -hmm. they've done the right thing. Um, Glad is one of them. Uh, they'll just, you know, make sure that you're that you're doing it right and that nothing's offensive. Um, right. Glad is like gay, mm -hmm. yeah. gay, gay, lesbian. Yeah. I remember the exactly the full acronym, but it's the same something. thing as being straight, except you like it's this this the same gender, right? Are you being funny, man? No, I just I isn't don't it? Know. It's, it's very it's, it's similar. It's not so no different. No humor you, allowed. It's not. It's not so different. You couldn't like imagine what it's like for a guy. You know, it's the same thing. Only it's you're attracted. To the please same tell sex. it. Please tell us how it is being gay. Tell, you tell yeah. me how it's so different. And, I'd uh, like to know. All right, this went another direction. <laughs> hey, next question. All righty, and uh, last one from our audience. Um, I mean, we kind of already answered it. Is there a strategy to pitching ideas? 
strategically. Yes, but I I don't think there's any right or wrong way. What's your strategy? Um, <laughs> close my eyes and <laughs> okay. get through it as fast as possible. Um, no, I mean, I think it's important to actually think before you talk um, to make sure that, you know, you've <laughs> basic things like that you've eaten <laughs> so that you don't pass out. <laughs> Drink a glass of water. Yeah, have water on hand. Um, Give yourself a pep talk in the stairwell. Yeah, yeah. I, I I always listen. I'm sure a lot of people do this, but I always listen to Eminem. Nice. Oh really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what song do you like? Eight Mile Soundtrack. No, yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. You like the new. It's album? just like, like the pumped up, it up. It, because you should treat every single experience as if it's your one shot. You should, right? Because it may be. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, mom's spaghetti. Mama on a sweater already. <laughs> that's dude. That's that's what it is. Okay, so because I, I, I'm really curious about this, mm-hmm. the pitching process. Like, how does like literally from like what is it, how does it start? You come in, like, assuming we're, let's say you're pitching to me. Well, it's... Hi, Christine, how you doing? What do you got for me? Well, it, but, Is that, I, like, how... But you haven't given me the backstory. I mean, he, okay, so here's a good example. Um, this this film that I adopted from a book, it's it never got made. But um, how I got hired for that job, I, I met with the person who bought the rights to the book. And um, all I did was pitch him the first scene and the last scene. And... He was like, all right, you're doing it. And and, and that, that was, was the easiest thing that I've ever gotten hired for. And that was your call? Like you chose, I'm only going to pitch the bookends? Or he- I mean, it's it, those were the, the, the bookend. The bookend was what I was most excited about. And that was the idea that I had. I didn't know what the, the middle would be. But that was something that I wanted to write. And you'll pitch something well if it's what you want to write. Um, if, if you're just following some sort of formula, then it's probably, you're not going to get hired for that job. Mm. Yeah. And then there have been other jobs where I've, I've come in and they'll tell me what their IP is. And I, I mean, I haven't even read the book or the article or whatever it was based on. And I'll go into my brain and find an idea that I wanted to write anyway and make it into their IP so that I have an excuse to write my own idea. Nice. <laughs> and, um, and that is often an, a successful process um, because you could you can make it fit. I mean, you, you can, really can. You can always write about what you're passionate about. Yeah, I mean, and ev- everybody. Like, I have so many ideas. I, I will never be able to write them all in my lifetime, and that makes me really sad. So any opportunity I have to kind of, like, squeeze one of them into something that I know is going to get made anyway. Is it different? Great. Is it different pitching film and TV? And is it like, oh, TV's hot right now. We're going TV, but there's so yeah, many. I mean, I, I so many damn TV shows. Yeah, you know? I, it's and it's it's funny because that that film that I adapted. Um, they're like, maybe we should make into a TV, TV show. show, a mini series yeah, on YouTube. Exactly, because it's just you know it's so much easier to sell right now. Right. Um, and and that's sad because often I'm like there's a reason it's a film it's because it needed to have an ending um as opposed to constantly keeping a ball up in the air right um which could be excruciating if there's not enough material and and speaking of that like just because hollywood it seems like they're only making remakes of old things that were successful yeah do you ever put that in like if you want to make a cop show but hey we're gonna call it chips so we can get it made or something like that do you ever uh, think about doing that so like you can a, get something made? Your story in a remake of a name brand people would know. I, 
I don't know if legally you can do that. Yeah, you'd probably have to, you? you'd probably have to get the rights. <laughs> you'd probably have to get the rights. I yeah. would guess. But then you'd have maybe a better chance of getting it made. Well, yeah, definitely. And if, if there was ever anything that I wanted the rights for, I have been told by many uh, companies that I could bring it to them and they'll buy it for me, which oh, is mm-hmm. really an odd thing. I'm like, what's the catch here? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, th- that's like some people's jobs. It's just to buy the IP. And that just, and then that's goes buy back it. to like the security of it all. It's like right. they, they will not trust you to write your own original idea, but they will trust uh, an IP development process because that's already successful. That's already been a book. It's already been an article that people read. Um, and that makes them feel more confident in, in pursuing that product. So that's, that's why it is what it is. It's because everybody's like, you know, scared. They just want to be successful. Right. Maybe, Maybe, go ahead. Maybe the emoji movie as a TV show. (laughs) <laughs> all right your question that sounds like a wildly nightmare. successful well there's no emojis every couple of years so oh wow. <laughs> endless material yeah, a sequel coming anytime soon uh okay anyway i was gonna ask you um have you ever written any scripts that you sold i know a lot of writers have made i've sold many of many scripts and make a good living and none of those things ever got made is that I something know. that you ever uh, you know ventured into it's uh, it's something I want to do. I'm hoping it happens very soon. It hasn't happened yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I uh, met a, a writer who said that she sold seven pilots and none of them had gotten made. And wow. that it just sounded awful to me. I mean, mm. y- you get paid, so that's great. Right. But um, to have to just drop it, it's uh, it's not as satisfying, and also it it doesn't look like you've worked then, which is mm. not good um, when you're going up for staffing. It's like, why haven't you worked in ten years? Well, because I was selling seven pilots. I mean, it, you you can't yeah. really say that. It's like everything's on paper, so you have to prove it. Yeah, um, but you know, like I said, it's it's really hard to sell original ideas. Uh, it's a lot easier to. Um, get a development gig where you're adapting something. Um, and then if you could sell that pilot, that's, that's, uh, that's a great, that's my, that's my goal. So you've been going around town pitching all these different ideas that you have that you refuse to share with us. I'm just <laughs> Do kidding. time, do time, it's, buddy. It's like a vampire in high school or, well, I mean, if there was something I'm that sold and was like moving forward, I'd be like, yeah, let me tell you all about it. No, but It's okay. We're just giving you a hard yeah. time. Um, but I was going to ask you, is there something you've noticed you've been in around town pitching, mm-hmm. like something that's just like really hot right now? Like, oh, we're really looking for something like this. I, when like, everyone wants teen stuff now, which I, again, like I find that to be absolutely insane because yeah. Yeah. it wasn't like that before. Um I also remember many years ago, I wanted to write a script that took place in a, a senior citizen home. Nice. <laughs> and I was opposite. told that that is not uh, something that will sell because there's no demographic for it. And, and I, all I could think was like, well, what are old people watching? Because I cannot wait to get old. All I'm going to do is watch TV. They watch procedurals. Uh, Fox wa- News. Uh, yeah. But, you know, now a lot of those shows are, are getting picked up. So If you wrote a biopic for Bill O'Reilly, that could sell. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I heard that people were looking for the next great multicam because there was Friends in the '90s. There oh. was the uh, and I'm, or I'm just like big, this is what Big I Bang. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't know. Big Bang just ended. Mm. No, I have no idea. Right. So I mean, I'm making the mockumentary of what, like The Office. There's Parks and Rec. We don't have anything like that anymore. There's a new mockumentary coming out actually right now on Amazon. Oh well, Amazon. People just do nothing. Have you heard of it? Anybody? No. Based on a British TV show. <clears throat> Anyway, there's too many networks to have to view stuff on. I just can't it's do Amazon true. and the others. I know. There's there is a lot. Do you have a favorite show right now? I mean, I, I have my my rotation. I, I I am still watching The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I hear amazing things. I have not seen that show. This yet. is this oh is, gosh, who I, are you? I know. <laughs> I mean, I I, I have a a, a love hate relationship with it. Okay. Wait, wait. Let me. Can I guess the hate? Because I had the same hate okay. at the end of last season. Spoiler alert! If you're trying to watch, I've not seen this new season yet. When she chooses to stay in, you know, she chooses to give her daughter at the end of last season. Whoa, and I she, seen it And yet. she chooses to stay in, uh, I don't know what to call it. I forget the name Gilead. of it. Gilead. Gilead. <laughs> I was like, oh my, she could have done so much more for her daughter that was still in there if she would have got out and started fighting from the outside. But how do you know that? Because because realistically, if they would have put her back in, they would have chopped off a hand. It was like a Sophie's Choice situation. She couldn't just like leave the other daughter I'm ne- there. Dude, I've never was, been a mother. She was in the writing team for that, dude. What are you talking about? <sighs> no, <I'm> she <laughs> made that decision. <laughs> that decision. <laughs> Wait, so that's not what she felt. Well, I was you just saying wrong. that was my beef. Yeah, there's. What was your beef? I, well, it was just the way that some things were shot. I was like, this feels like torture porn. But, um, so the cinematography that bothered you? No, no. It, it was just, just there's a way to, to was, shoot some things. And it was torture porn? Well, Aaron's in. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either, so. I mean, you'll know it when you see it. Okay. But, yeah. but what's wrong with that? Hulu? You know, whatever? That's... Nothing's wrong with it. It's just there's a choice. Gratuitous. So you're it's, saying it's, gratuitous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And why would you want to do that with a show that's already so bleak? Um, it feels like yeah. a lot of shows are like that, though. Game bleak? of Thrones, not bleak. We're just gratuitous for just for no reason. And yeah, I mean, like, it's well, the shock value. It's true. I mean, right now, the, the show I watch the most is Dr. Pimple Popper. And that's probably because <laughs> of the real? shock value. Because, like, I love to get to the brink of vomit and, and then, like, take a walk. That's a, that's mean, a scripted show? Or? I don't even know that show. <laughs> I don't know it, that show either, but it sounds oh, wild. Oh, you have to see it. It's incredible. Dr. Lee is amazing. Um, people come from all over the country so to get, like, their... Their lumps <laughs> right. drained, and she always compares the contents to food. But this is a scripted show, or this is reality? Or? Well, it's like a, it's reality, I think. Yeah. Heavily produced reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, mean, <laughs> there's definitely sound bites and whatnot. Are so. you one of these people that loves to just like watch those like Facebook videos of just pimples just being popped? These are just th- this is. <laughs> Not a pimple. These okay. are like thirty-year-old, neglected oh, limbs. Like limbs. Like small animal living inside. For 30 yeah, years. it's like the person has like a giant horn coming out of the back of their neck. The goiters just. Yeah, and it's like you know I'm thinking about getting this removed, and like now why why have you waited this long? <laughs> you have a tail. You want to get it removed? I mean, yeah. come on. What network is that on? Well, I watch it on uh, Hulu, but I'm sure it's on something else prior. Okay. Um, yeah. Have and you ever streamed? It's on TLC. Have you ever streamed a show illegally? <laughs> no. Take money out of my own pocket. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Any of the scripted shows you like right now, or have influenced a lot of your writing? Do you like The Office? 
Were you like Game of Thrones? Well, yeah, I did watch Game of Thrones. I, I didn't like the last season. Um, what was wrong with it from uh, a writer's perspective? It felt very rushed. Um, and, you know. I like the bullet points. So they just like hit the bullet points and then moved on. Yeah. And I, I think they had a real opportunity because literally the whole world was watching. Um, and that's really special to get to that kind of audience. But I'm sure um, you know how much harder it is. They couldn't rely on the source material anymore. They, had, they couldn't adapt the script. Now they had to think for themselves based on George R. R. Martin's. Sure, but they had a lot of time to think. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. Um, but no, there were, there were parts of it that I appreciated and uh, liked enough. Um, and, you know, I, I also often um, like when I feel angry because... I am like, if, if the piece has moved me in some way, then the writers have done their job. You know, I mean, even if that's not what they intended to do, I'm still affected and, and will remember it. Even if it's in a negative way, I think that's, that's a good thing because it'll change something about how I do things. But either way, everyone was going to watch it regardless. So whether the yeah. writing was bad or it was like... Yeah, but I don't like that. Well, I know, but I know yeah, what you're saying. I mean, yeah. That could have been the thought process destroying too. destroying the like, legacy. Hey, yeah. everybody's going to watch it. Let's phone it in. I mean, there, <laughs> the, and there could have been a little bit of that in there. Yeah. Like, guys, I know this wasn't great, but it's still going to get like tons of views. So Bran was yeah. nobody's favorite character. Let's just make him the king of the throne. Spoiler. So Big spoiler. <laughs> it's been months. Uh, spoiler, I've never seen the show. Um, Everything's been ruined for you today. I know. Today. I don't even know what's <laughs> happening. Um, actually, I was going to ask you uh, one other thing, too. Is uh, So it feels like nowadays, because there is such an influx of content, where do you see writing, shows, all that 10 years from now? Where do you see that future? Where, where is it going to go? Like, Is it going to continue to grow, or is it just going to have to come down i mean what's gonna happen you know i i wonder I, I i hope it keeps going because then i'll still have a job um i i do feel like there's so much to watch that uh you can make all of these shows and the real issue then becomes how are you being the one that stands out and um, Riverdale was actually a really great experience for me in the uh, sense of, of social media, which I hate. I have said to you, I'm afraid of the internet. Um, I know you still haven't followed me on Instagram. <laughs> she doesn't know how. Irrational fear. But Wait, I haven't? I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. I, I, actually, um, I don't know. Maybe you uh, Oh, God. Uh-oh. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not good at it and I often um will wake like during actually I deleted my Twitter account at, during the last election because I started waking up in the middle of the night thinking that 20 years from now my opinions would change and someone was going to dig up an old tweet and crucify me That's so a very true thing. I, I deleted my whole account and and got so paranoid they can still find it That's not enough anymore. <laughs> yeah it's true but um I I think that the, that a lot like Riverdale. The reason why I think it did so well was because the actors were very much about promoting it on social media, um, and you know that's that's one way to do it. Did they have a huge following before they were cast in the show? I don't know. Kelly Ripa did. Um, yes. Andy <laughs> Cohen did. They weren't the leads. <laughs> <laughs> so what about like these like Instagram videos and like. The, basically, they have IGTV now. Oh, do you yeah. see 
Funny. Like a whole writing room now coming for these like IGTV shows. I mean, shows? They're, they're trying. It's, yeah, it's a little strange to me. Um, NBC's dying. ABC's dying. Yeah. It's, it's like you have to you have to kind of adapt with all of this. I I feel like um, when I was writing on a Netflix show, I had to keep in mind that um, there isn't a week between these episodes, so you you need to write them in a different way than you used to. Um, and the same thing will will go for what's going to happen with um, I think it's going to happen with VR. I mean. Yeah. The fact that you're, I was even just thinking of like, how do you write a script that is like 360 degrees? And people have laughed at me about this, but it's like, it's not like interior exterior anymore. It's like, you need to tell it's them what's happening everything. above and below. And, right. you know, I, I, this, you just have to adapt to all of it. But I think that that's going to be a new thing. Um, I know that the interactive television that that bandersnatch sort of started um i really enjoyed that movie actually. i liked it i don't know what we're talking it was about. a lot choose of choose your own adventure <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah i mean i think that a lot of stuff has already even been shot that is the that same right yeah so like, that's that's a whole new thing you guys remember goosebumps yeah. I do where you remember. had to like yeah. pick like okay on this if you choose this yeah. you go to this page but there are always sure. multiple scenarios like oh if you pick three of them you're still going to go to page 59 you know oh, fair enough. yeah but the movie version but you always know you can end the movie but you know i i didn't like bandersnatch because like i didn't want to get up to, to get the remote to choose Wait, which cereal he was going to eat. Like, not, I did would, not care. Why would the remote not be next to you? Why would it be all, all the way over there? My dog will sit on it and <laughs> oh, turn the whole TV off. That's fair. <laughs> what kind of dog? I don't know. She's like a mutt. Aww. She's a beautiful, gorgeous queen. <laughs> Wish you would have brought her. I know. That would have made this fun. That would have been fun. Yeah, she would have started crying. Cool. <laughs> Would have made this fun in this highly auditory medium <laughs> to have a dog here. Yeah. Any advice for a, a young, fresh writer out there? Fresh. Living in the middle of America, mm -hmm. wondering how in the heck do I get to LA and New York and become a fancy writer? Yeah, yeah. you did it. What are yeah. they not telling you? The, well, there's, I think there's no right or wrong answer. Um, I don't think that I would have made it as a writer if I had started out wanting that. Um, I started out, you know, not even knowing what that was. So my path kind of like, it was a very natural progression. Um, I also don't think it would have happened if I hadn't moved to New York because I remember writing in a coffee shop in LA and looking to the right and left of me and feeling like my heart beating fast because everybody was doing what I was doing. And you can get very discouraged that way. Um, and when I went to New York, I didn't have that sort of environment. So I was able to just do my work. Um, and uh, then move back to L.A. Because you, you do need to be in L.A. for the business of it all. And I, I was very resistant to that for, for quite some time. Um, I think that mentors are extremely important. So if you have the opportunity of, of getting a mentor or finding a mentor, um, I think uh, people are way nicer than you may think. Um, they actually wouldn't mind to help you if, if they know that it's going to make a difference. Do you have a mentee? I, right yeah, I have many. 
Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm always meeting with people. Now you have three more. Hey, <laughs> we'll be over. Come to me. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, and I also think that, you know, you could start out as a writer, but maybe you're actually an amazing editor, which I also consider editors writers because that, that is the last revision and it's extremely important. So, you know, don't be resistant to... Set, other jobs to settling don't be resistant yeah. to settling as an editor yeah it, well no i mean i don't think you're settling as a an good editor way. you could be like a star editor true um make a ton whereas of money. you may just be like a mediocre writer <laughs> so true. yeah i mean you, you don't know so i think like being open to it um is is helpful yeah cool i like it seen any good movies lately um what do you think of olivia wilde's movie Book smart. I loved that. I really did. I thought I would, it was very special. I enjoyed it. I would definitely yeah. recommend it to a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked it. I a could lot. critique it though, but I loved it. I won't critique it. I thought oh. jo- Jonah, <laughs> Hill, Jonah Hill's sister it's, did great. It's interesting because I saw that and then I saw the pilot for Euphoria. <laughs> it was like, what is high school today? Is it that or is it that? Because oh, that's the HBO. <laughs> it's pretty pretty dark, right? B- b- pretty dark. Yeah. It's very the dark. The trailer looks really cool. Oh, looks well, very yeah, stylized. Yeah, yeah very stylized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't know. I don't know what going. kids are like today because, yeah, very, very kids. different point of views. <laughs> One day we'll figure it out uh, when we see your TV show. Sure. We're going to know. We're going to know. What kids are like today. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. And we'll leave it at that. Love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having me here. Hey, this hey, was really great. Thanks for coming. Any plugs? Uh, where can people what, you email do? you, find you, stalk you? Do you want to plug you? anything? Is Boardwalk Empire coming out on DVD or something? <laughs> yeah. I think everybody should watch Boardwalk Empire. It's, it's still the writing I'm most proud of. The the show I'm most proud of, the cast I'm most proud of. I just, I love that show so much. And I think um, people really respect it, but they've never watched it before. They're like, oh, I know that show. But like 10 people watched it. Um, And it was, it was such a great show. And I think it was one of the last to shoot on film. I mean, it was really uh, special. So yeah, yeah, I think everyone should watch Boardwalk Empire. It's a great show. It really was. Well, let us know in the comments if you watched it based on this plug. Anything, anything else, guys? Uh, if uh, on iTunes, uh, rate us five stars and roast us in the five star review, and we'll read it on the uh, on the podcast. But it's got to be five stars. Waiting for that roast. Challenge accepted. Uh, thank you so much, Christine. Uh, appreciate yes. you coming out, and uh, really means a lot. Best yeah. guest we've ever had. Oh, yeah. really? It was great. That's a bold I think statement. so. Super informative. Loved it. I'll say it again. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, guys. We will see you guys next time. Play us out, Aaron. Play us out. Play us out. Is this the new song? Yeah. We have a new song that just dropped. This is a a fan submission. Fan submission. So let us know. (laughs) (laughs) We've got one reaction. What do you think? Just. Not enough auto tune? The writer approves. <laughs> I like it. Hey, if you're musically inclined, send us in your own submission. Thank you to the fan that submitted this. We have four more minutes of this. Just His name was Jay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's gonna end. Yeah, but we're good. I liked it. Loved it. All right. Nice. Hot. Whoa. <laughs>
Yeah, fortunately the uh, AC, you know. Well, it's loud, I get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.